on the phone line from the Shelton Neon Project and Cooper Studio. I've got Forrest Cooper. Forrest, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and the uh, skyline, literally, of the Mason County community is going to be illuminated after some hard work that you've put in to rehab the Skyline Drive-In neon sign that you can see on 101. This is an exciting time, and first things first, I gotta know, Forrest, do you prefer glass bender, neon bender, or tube bender? Ah, well, I prefer to just refer to myself as an artist. Okay. Um, because as you know, I do a lot more than just neon work. However, for that, I like uh, uh, neon glass bender okay. is usually a pretty good one or a neon glass technician. There's all sorts of different uh, um, ways you can ca- classify it. In a, in a regular neon shop, you're going to have a couple different positions where you'd have maybe a processor, somebody who's going to actually process the tubes and fill them with gas versus the uh, bender who's going to actually heat, bend, and blow the glass. When was the first time you started getting involved in neon? This isn't your first project to to help lighten up Shelton, uh, but when was the first time you started dabbling in this? It was actually while I was in college uh, getting my degree in visual communications with a fine art major uh, back in 19... 99, I worked, I interned with a gentleman in Port Orchard by the name of Chuck Hamling, who had a business called Anything Neon. And uh, he ended up showing me all the all the ropes and kind of mentored me through the whole process. And I ended up going to work for him um, just out of college for about three years after that. And um, I was actually in, heavily involved in neon beer sign repair so we would take care of all of western washington's beer signs and uh, i would fix probably 20 or 30 beer signs a day wow and so that's where i really got into um uh the art of neon and also the technical side of it uh is with repair there's a photo of you on the shelton neon project's facebook page uh in the midst of bending some of this glass how thick is the glass that you use to create these signs and how do you scope out what the lettering will eventually look like well you to answer your first question um the neon tube is as far as thickness we'll say diameter of the glass uh we work primarily with 10 millimeter, uh, 12 millimeter, and 15 millimeter. 15 millimeter glass is the big stuff, and that's what was used on the skyline sign, is all 15 mil. And what's uh, really wild about that is um, I have been out of the business for 18 years, was the last time I had actually blown glass, and uh, I ended up doing glass for the skyline uh and I ended up using, I mean, everything had changed since I had been doing it. The glass now is lead free and uh, works a completely different way than the leaded crystal glass that I was familiar working with. Um, and so that the glass typically falls within those three categories. And the larger the glass, it's actually a little bit dimmer, the light is. Hmm. Um, but it's a lower resistance, so you can actually have more glass using less power and it's a little bit more um durable too so uh, what was the second part of your question 
Gosh, I don't remember because I was just so fascinated by listening to that answer about the size of the different glass. So I'll go to another question then. How do you get the different colors uh, that show up for the different projects? Yeah, that's probably one of the the most interesting aspects of this whole process. So your glass is one factor and the gas is another factor. So there are two... uh, major gases, no, they're called noble gases, that are used in the production of a neon sign. One is neon, which glows red, and the other is argon with a uh, drop of mercury in it that glows a pale blue. And those are the two gases that are widely used. Um, then you have the glass. If you were to put uh, both of those gases, um, well, independently, in a clear neon tube, it would light up either red or blue. Now, if you take a a tube that has a phosphorus coating in it, a powder coating that's of a certain color, it'll glow that color. So for instance, you can have a yellow glass um, that might be a clear glass with a a yellow phosphorus coating in it that you put argon in and it will actually glow yellow. Now, if you were to take a blue glass, let's say, and uh, fill it with argon and, and mercury, it would glow blue. But if you took that same blue glass and you filled it with neon, it would glow pink. Hmm. And so an example of that is on the uh, angle building sign down here, um, downtown Shelton, on just down a couple doors down from our studio. And that one, actually, that entire sign is blue glass, but the lettering lights up pink. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's super cool. You mentioned that sign there in downtown Shelton. Where else mm-hmm. can people see some of the work that you've done over the years in Shelton? Or, yeah, well, or the, beyond? well, the first, uh, of course, there's on the front of our studio, yep. the Cooper Studios. We have a neon sign that um, I made, designed and made back in the, when we, let's see, 2010. So it was a couple years after we opened. And that one I actually did not do the glass work for. I designed the sign, built the sign, I had my old boss, Chuck, do the glass work on it, and then I had the wiring done by a company in Tacoma called EconoSign, because although I have the knowledge and the ability to do the wiring, whenever you put a a sign up on the exterior of the building, it has to meet certain requirements according to the UL, the Underwriter Laboratories uh, standards, and so they have to be done by a, a shop that has those credentials. So if... If you look around downtown, we have a couple signs still up. Back in 2011, we started the Shelton Neon Project, um, which is a volunteer group. We restored several signs downtown uh, fully from the can up. So we stripped them all the way down, then painted everything, hand-lettered it in place. I actually did all the lettering work myself for those, then had a, a couple specialists come in to do the wiring, and then had the glass work repaired by my old boss so to answer that question the shelton inn still has a uh, functional neon sign that is historic in fact that one we're very proud of because we saved it it was a non-conforming sign that actually was supposed to be removed when the building changed ownership however a gentleman um, at the city building department at that time um, about five years earlier when it was supposed to come down said, Hey, wait, there's nothing wrong with that. It just doesn't fit a 
current code, but I think it has historic value to the community. He didn't know that if five years later, we'd come along and restore it. Yeah. Um, so I give a big shout out to Eric Burke for saving that sign and keeping it from the dumpster. There was actually a dumpster there to take it away. Um, another one that you'll see up, which actually belongs to a business that's no longer there, but it, it pays tribute to it, is Stewart Realty. That's over off of by the um, Wilson Flowers and Gifts. Uh, that sign, Stuart Realty, he was actually there for many years and he did a multitude of things. He sold real estate and uh, drilled bowling balls out of his shop. <laughs> so some really fascinating history with, uh, with that. And I could kind of relate, you know, here I am uh, with a portrait studio doing uh, neon in the back. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> and then um, uh, the pine tree sign is still there. However, that building is closed and vacant right now mm -hmm. um the angle building sign is still there we were really sad when the angle insurance agency moved to olympia because they were actually one of our oldest businesses in town they were here since like 1890 something and um so when we restored the angle sign the building owners at that time um asked if i could change the uh, wording on it to go from angle agency to angle building just mm. in case mm -hmm. the agency ever decided to move. And so that's why now it reads angle with the BLDG. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then the, the next, um, another one you can see that actually isn't lit up anymore uh, because the business has changed hands is garage sale maniacs. Oh, that yeah. was an example of a sign that we actually helped facilitate with the uh, business owners it, it we sourced a, a a can so the base part of it was a vintage can um, from a sewing shop in tacoma and uh the neon project refaced it did a bunch of design work for it and then had a, a gentleman out of everett do the glass work for that who brings us back around to the uh, skyline sign he was uh, in line to do all the glass work and had some major health issues and could no longer do it. And my old boss had retired and closed his shop, and so he was out of it. And um, so I tried to locate another glass bender and processor to do it, and uh, there are it's very hard to find them anymore. I bet. And so that's where I I asked my old boss. I said, "Hey, Chuck, you." Uh, you you still got your equipment? You, and he's like, yeah, I got it. It's all in storage, you know. And uh, he said, what, you do you want to? Why don't you take all this equipment? I'll loan it to you and see if you could build something, uh, put it all back together, get it working, and um, uh, then you can do the work on the drive-in sign. And I was like, first off, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And, and then I was like. Oh man, <laughs> that's a lot of work. <laughs> so I actually completely uh, put all the equipment together and fabricated a full working neon glass blowing and processing plant that's portable, a portable system that I'm able to just roll into the back of the shop. Um, so that's how I was able to get to the, the skyline. That's side. amazing. How many hours of work do you think you put into this? And then two, in addition, it's not just the neon of the Skyline Theater sign, but you've also helped to make the uh, reader board more That's right. legible as well, right? That's right. Yep. We started 
Um, so shortly after the NEON project was formed in 2011, um, we started eyeballing the skyline sign. Mm -hmm. So I, of course, knew it was there. I grew up here, and, and I don't remember ever seeing it lit. There was one time I, I think I saw the star lit uh, at a really weird time of year. <laughs> but the, um, we, were, we had that one on our radar, and it wasn't until about a year after we started actually pursuing it. And I was working with Kathy Beamer over at the Shelton Cinemas. Um, she was manager of the cinemas, and I believe at the drive-in at the time too. But we started going through the process of figuring out how and if we could actually do a restoration on that um it is all all of our time and effort is volunteer uh i don't charge a, a big amount to do all that work and everything that goes into it so it, we start looking at it going what how can we do this it took a total of nine years to get through all of the hoops and hurdles wow. um and that that sign out there is, it, it was a puzzle to me that turned into a challenge um, that just became this kind of obsession with how can we make this happen? And in the middle of it, uh, back in 2017, unfortunately, Kathy uh, passed away mm -hmm. and, and it, it gave me even more drive to want to finish that. Um, uh, and it saddens me that she wouldn't get to see it lit, but it also made me more determined to make this happen for the family, um, her, her friends and close family that own the uh, drive-in and the cinema. I wanted to do something to help bring her light back into their life. So it, uh, there's some really big challenges that I with that sign the big one being its proximity to the power lines mm -hmm. so over the years um things get moved around and roads get widened and power poles get replaced and things tend to just move about here and there well over time somehow that sign got perched in between the power lines so there are power lines above it that fed all of lynch road so they're high voltage lines and um then underneath it were communication lines telephone uh cable tv all that stuff and so it took a lot of work it's also um uh right on the property line so it's non-conforming <laughs> in the county and it's off the off a state highway sure so there were all these hurdles that we said how how can we work within this and make this work and i gotta say Every person I talked to at any of the agencies, whether it was the uh, Mason County Building Department or PUD3, every one of them said the same thing. That's going to be so cool when it's lit. Now, how can we get it done? Sure. And over the years, I think I've had three different times where it was scheduled to come down. And at the last minute, uh, something came up that prevented us from removing it. <sighs> So the PUD uh, has been wonderful, and they actually took care of all of the 
the challenges we had out there with the power lines. They pulled some slack on them. They put in alley arms to move the lines actually out away from the sign. Um, the the communications companies, CenturyLink uh, and Xfinity, they came out and moved their power line or their communication lines away from the sign on alley arms and did everything they could to see that we could actually repair that sign. So it was more than just the effort of the NEON project and the drive-in. We also had the other entities in the community excited to see it um, brought back to life. It's so amazing that uh, in Mason County, we have you know two drive-ins. There's only a handful in the state across the country, really. And tonight, uh, there's going to be a great opportunity to see this thing. Uh, what's the size of the size of it it's very hard to determine how big this is when you're driving past it how how tall it, is it or wide is it? it the sign itself it's really interesting it's um my daughter she kept saying dad it looks so much smaller when it's up there than it does in our studio yeah when I was doing all the work on it and i said of, of course um it's about i want to say uh it's 10 feet wide okay and it's something about eight feet to the tip of the star or nine feet somewhere in those range but uh, uh it's a good size and it's a it's a decent size for what it is um what's interesting is a lot of signs back in the era that that one was built which was around 1965 sign cans were built by sheet metal uh guys so guys who make your heating ducts mm -hmm. for your houses and everything they and your range hoods and all that they would actually make the neon cans and then the neon artists would add the glass to them and in that era they would build signs that were 10 feet they would extend out over a sidewalk by 10 feet and then were just held up with guide wires that would keep them in place and keep them from swaying in the wind and uh, that's why it's so special that we had um several signs still left here in our town because yeah. over the years as soon as they start to go um uh, get a little bit um deteriorated they get taken down and removed and they're gone forever sure um working with the museum and the research we've done i i'd say there has probably been over a hundred neon signs in our downtown over the last century wow and um, with the photo uh, evidence we find and stuff and all the research, it's just amazing how much was here. And it's also amazing how much we actually still have. What is it like for you when you turn on the light to test it for that last time and it comes on and it looks like you thought it was going to look like in your head? Oh, it's it's amazing. It's It's better than anything that I could picture in my head. You know, it just feels great. And that's the reward is when I see those signs lit up, um, going, it, going into work, it just brings me joy and makes me happy. Now, when I drive by and I see a letter out, then I'm like, Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, does it, does, is there a smell to the neon? Is there a smell that comes from this type of a project? Um, not really like you would think of like, um, I, I do a lot of camera restoration and work like that. And, you know, old cameras, old uh, vintage items always have like a vintage smell. Yeah. Neon doesn't really have that. Oh. Neon has, I, I correlate the smell of 
the burners and the natural gas um, that you use to actually bend the glass. The signs, when they're not functioning correctly, could actually produce uh, an ozone smell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually if you have a piece of glass that's shifted and it's touching another piece of glass and there's this little static between them um, that gets going that'll usually create like an ozone smell but it's that's uh, I, I think the the visual sensory aspect of it yeah is is definitely overpowering the smell sensory sure, aspect sure of it. I just didn't know if there was any kind of you know initial kick on quick smell of something like that wow no it's more the um the buzz the hum Uh that you get from from them is amazing especially when you get a bunch of them together the skyline sign it that's one where it has i think it has four or five large transformers in it that produce uh 15,000 volts a piece and when they turn on they just hum you hear it just going through the whole sign and then there's a mechanical sequencer in that sign that was actually there uh, when it was first made that causes the the word skyline to actually um sequence in a way that it alternates the tubing colors and everything and that makes its own unique sound because inside there's actually a mechanical wheel that's spinning two cams that are uh, engaging contacts just like you would have in a car so you hear this cha-chung ching cha-chung cha-ching sound to the uh the sign that's just really really cool the skyline drive-in address is 182 southeast brewer road in shelton you can see it on the 101 there and uh, a big night uh, as they are going to show American Graffiti, which is classic when it comes to this, and the neon and the drive-ins, also Top Gun Maverick. And uh, there's also uh, Jurassic World Dominion playing at the Skyline Drive-In, skylinedrive-in.com. You can also find out more about uh, Cooper and, uh, Forrest and Amy Cooper and Cooper Studios as well in downtown Shelton. We'll put uh, some links to find out more about them as well. Forrest, this was a great conversation. I learned a lot about Neon and the passion that you have for these Neon projects. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate it and appreciate all you do for our community. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. All right, Forrest. That was awesome. Perfect. Thank you very much. And if I don't see you tonight, uh, have a blast and I will see you soon. Sounds good. I just remembered uh, I didn't answer two of your questions. (laughs) Oh, well, that's okay. (laughs) The one um, um, you asked about the marquee structure and the reader boards. Oh, yeah. yeah. We we did redo all that. I did all the catwalks and everything Uh and um, um, made it safe and and shh and all that good jazz so anyways cool <laughs> there's always something there's, when you a, get done, there's right? always something more for sure yep all right man thank you great thank you